Welcome to a segment of Mind You and Food. This is Suzanne Toro, and this segment is brought to you by Be Simply. Let's dive in. Welcome to this segment of Mind You and Food as we continue to officially, because the new moon is occurring here, seventh lunar cycle in the northern hemisphere happened this morning would have happened yesterday in the southern hemisphere and we are making that transition into late summer over here on the northern hemisphere and finishing off winter in the southern hemisphere and as it relates to eating and feeding your mind body heart and soul so that you're in rhythm with nature We're going to dive a little bit deeper in how to support your system in the northern hemisphere, meaning that you'll be entering late summer. And in Chinese medicine, this is that uh, fifth element, the earth element, which we discussed a little bit last week, if you listen to the segment. And one thing that occurs when you eat seasonally is that Mother Nature takes care of you. You don't have to worry about all these things that a lot of the superfood industry uh, has you fixated on and even uh, national eating standards, all of that. Mother Nature gives us what we need. So that's the exciting part. So I am going to talk about how you can nourish, you know, this is a migration process for most of humanity to learn how to eat in harmony with the seasons when people are primarily consuming uh, calories from packaged processed food or pre-prep food, this is lowering the nutrient level in the food. So the easy way, depending on what you have access to, is just to walk into your local market and go to the produce section. And if for whatever reason you don't have time to cook or you don't have time even to think about that, you can at least grab some fruits and veggies and have those on hand as snacks and as an intro into your meal, getting that raw food as you go in. Now, to be noted, as we take this uh, transition into late summer, which starts today, it's a good time to start eating cooked foods. Now, depending where you are, you want to be aware with what is happening in the environment around you. If it's warmer, you would be really be advised to apply summer principles. Uh, Here in Southern California, as I mentioned, it's the warmer months are September and October. So it's always good to pay attention to where you are and to eat accordingly because your body is adjusting to the environment you're in. So the food is best to support that. Now, as I mentioned in Ayurvedic principles, we're going into Vata season starting uh, tail end of this month and or tail end of September. And that season is one where people can become floaty, floating around. So today we're going to talk a little bit further about how to ground and how to be proactive with your immunity, not only with what you put in your body, but your daily activities. So when someone prefers to be more out of body, spacey, meaning that maybe they've had trauma, maybe they've 
been used to just being in that imaginary state. That's why last week we focused on focus, uh, how to bring yourself into relationship with your environment by one thing, simply practicing presence. So when we are proactive with our lifestyle, meaning that, you know, in the age where people get in disharmony with all kinds of quote unquote diagnosis, it's really just a result of not maintaining harmony and balance with the mind, body, heart, and soul. And to be noted, the one simple way uh, for you to start this process is one, reduce artificial stimulus, meaning these computers, your phone, uh, lights, especially harsh lights at nighttime, turning off your TV, uh, getting away from these devices will help you immensely in getting outside. So during this sweet spot, you know, end of August, beginning of September, really to take some time to be out on the earth, slow down, get in that yin state. As I've shared before, uh, you know, nature takes a while to sprout seedlings. So one, what I witness a, a lot of the time is people are anxious to have a remedy work, especially in herbal tonics, because they've gotten used to Western medicine prescribing something and it might help, maybe it'll help get you out of the 911. Yet it's it's more like a band-aid versus a long-term rebalancing. And so if you want to ha- rely less and less on those band-aids, then it's an opportunity and an invitation to get back in harmony and rhythm with nature. So as we ground and this, what it does is it gives us present moment awareness. It rebuilds our foundational pillars and it invites us to create a rhythm, meaning what's your flow. And this can vary from each season, depending if you're traveling, uh, depending if you're in school, depending what your workload is, but to establish a rhythm daily, weekly on the lunar schedule to see where you wax and wane and where you can hold yourself accountable for that schedule. And the reason being is that uh, you can be loose with it, but so your body knows when it's going to get fed. uh, So your body knows when it's going to get exercise. This is so important. And what will happen, many of you can probably relate to it, is that if you are not consistent with this, you can have mood swings, you can get lightheaded if you don't have nutrients, uh, you can get cranky, all these different things that will uh, amplify if that's done day in and day out. Sometimes people are just drinking coffee and tea and not taking the time to really ground into what they need. So as we go into the, the fall season, it's really important to really ground into that rhythm. Uh, those that are in a traditional school system, this inadvertently happens because they're going back and getting involved in classes, happens for the families because the routine is adhering to typically a school schedule and there may be um, extracurricular activity schedule and work schedule. So Uh, that can help. And then sometimes it can hinder, meaning if you put too many things into that schedule, it can limit that which you are uh, 
able to regenerate. So you in the fall season, it's really important to slow down yin activities, uh, lay on that earth, um, move slowly, create the pause, take a little extra time to sleep. The days are going to start shortening. So add that less, the, the more nighttime light that you have, meaning absence of light that you can sleep a little bit longer. It's just so that you can get that good, good rest. Now, uh, the other part of this is to really contemplate on your emotional well-being as you go into fall and winter. When we have emotional upheavals, what it does is it taxes the entire system, the electromagnetic field of the body, the organ system, the mind, and then it can become depleted. And I'll always ask my clients, what happened two weeks ago when they come down with a sickness? If they're stressed, if they have anxiety, all those things play in. Or if they have a huge emotional outburst, then a couple weeks later, they might um, end up ill. And sometimes this is the exception for people, their emotional outbursts. Other, other people are used to having them and they become adept at that, but they're still running on empty. They're taxing their adrenals. They're taxing their entire immune system. So if we think proactively that we're going into the fall, into winter, when days get shorter, that we want to build up our immunity, that we want to think about, think ahead because we'll have less sunlight to feed us and give us that good vitamin D, maybe potential less time to be outside and moving depending where you live. And the stress could increase, meaning because of the schedules I just mentioned, you might try to pack it in. And this is very typical, especially here in the North American continent is people pack in a lot. Uh, the holidays hit and they are trying to push it all in. Similarly, people coming off summer vacations, uh, all that activity compounded by moving into a busy fall season can actually tilt your wheel in not in your favor. And over time, over space, every solar cycle that you keep this pattern going, it's going to diminish. And that's where you see the big offsets. So we mentioned one of these herbs in our mocktail last week. I'm going to mention it again and uh, give a shout out to Super Feast. I love this company. I've interviewed them. I will put the link below when it goes up on my site. Uh, Super Feast is in, uh, from Australia. They distribute both in the United States and Australia. Uh, they really take an approach of like, you know, old school, may, having relationships with their farmers, not worrying so much about uh, the rules and regulations that are mandated to get a certain label. They adhere that their products meet the best practices, meaning that they are well for in good nutrients and clean nutrients to put in your body, meaning that uh, they know that their farmers are farming in a way that give you an or quote unquote organic clean product. And, you know, to this point, you can test these things out because you could have an organic farm that has runoff and then it's the food gets uh, contaminated. So the cleaner your body is, the more rapidly that you will become aware when your system uh, has all of a sudden chemicals or pesticides in it. 
So this, uh, I'm going to mention too, but ashwagandha, I mentioned that's a great mocktail tincture to have. You can have gaba and kava, or uh, I would do kava and ashwagandha in your you know, bag if you're going out and you want to have a little relaxation. This is a, a beautiful herb that's used in Ayurveda. It helps on so many different levels. Um, in Ayurvedic medicine, it helps maintain healthy reproductive hormones. It will increase your sleep patterns, meaning the depth of sleep. It also uh, helps with the stress response of the body. So being that we were coming off this brouhaha here on planet Earth, as I like to call it, uh, many, if not most of humanity has been stuck in a fight or flight response. And so ashwagandha will really help bring you out of that that uh, state and welcome your nervous system to calm down, your mind to calm down. And this is very valuable. It's also very valuable to our children. And as I mentioned leading into this, if you spend less time on technology, I always consider it a great day when I have no time for social media because it just ends up being an energy suck. It's good for search and discovery, uh, yet a little goes a long way. So uh, if you think about it, that, you know, even if you're engaging in tech, like listening to a podcast, that's something you could do in action, not staring at a screen versus or have it playing in the background in your home while you're doing other things. Or if you have a long commute, you're enriching yourself in that process. But just staring and gaming and, uh, I don't know, peering into people's world, it's not, it brings you out of that present moment, grounded moment. So one great activity coupled with ashwagandha is to go tech-free as much as possible, especially during this little sweet gateway late summer. The other item in ashwagandha you can get in many places. I'm just shouting out Superfeast. I love them. I utilize them for myself and I recommend them sometimes for uh, protocols for my clients when I'm working with them. Uh, Shaga, which many of you might have heard during the brouhaha here on planet Earth. Amazing, amazing uh, mushroom that has the ability to help you on so many ways. And it's also connected to the birch tree, which also has a lot of great compounds to assist your system. Um, I'm going to put some link to different articles that give you a deeper in-depth that you can look at yourself. This is uh, something beautiful to have in your daily practice almost year-round if it's uh, available in your area. I recommend getting the chunks. Superfeast has uh, the powder ground down, and they also have Mason's, who's one of the founders, Mushrooms, which is another great compound leading in. So you can look around. I'll also put uh, Mountain Rose Herbs has, you can buy in bulk if you need bulk, but uh, the chunks, that way you can make it like as a coffee grounds, uh, drink on that, and you can add some other grounding herbs. Again, this will lead you in to the fall, calm the mind, support the immune system. It's preventative on so many disharmonies. I'm not going to say because I'll probably get ixnate on being able to say certain things, but you can look at the links below. It'll tell you all the health health benefits. And one is the big C word, uh, which 
it helps proactively and in treatment. So from there, uh, if you think about how else can I assist, and there's a, a lot of other adaptogens and mushroom powders, again, that Mason's Mushrooms helps. Astragalus root is another one that you can do so you can get your chunky uh, shaga, get your astragalus root or powder to help preload, like pre-gaming your immune system. This is the other ironic part that happens, especially here, but I think globally, as we hit this fall season and there's all these holidays that are a uh, high introduction of processed, fried, and sugary, uh, flour-rich foods, which are the worst thing that you could do. It's better to save those for a different time of year or less is more. So think about it from that perspective, what you can do to assist your system in being prepared as you go into this time of year. So the next uh, aspect that I want to share is um, that grounding oftentimes happens by slowing down and spending time with family and friends. So today I want to shine, the recipes are going to be shining a light on the Filipino culture. I was blessed and have been blessed and I can't wait to go back to visit there several times with a good friend of mine. And he's introduced me and his mom to the, the cuisine. Being that I've always loved cooking to this day, I just dive into different cultures. The one thing that I love about the Filipino culture is it's influenced by so many different regions of the world from Italy, China, from Spain, from the island regions. And it come you come out with a lot of interesting dishes and combinations. So it makes it fun. Also in the Philippines, they take great pride in their cooking and where they're from. And I would say this is kind of similar to well, many areas, I would say Italy, but even in like Thailand or parts of China, there's different subtleties to their recipes. Um, one thing you'll notice in the fall, we get a little bit more purples and blues. And I was talking about that last week about eating uh, in accordance with the colors. And so they have an eggplant dish similar to the Italians, which is eggplant parmesan. Theirs is really yummy. And I had the pleasure of watching my friend's uh, mother make it and his other good friend. And they call it a Filipino egg plant omelet, uh, tortang talong. And that is the long Japanese eggplants. And basically those are sliced. And then you're taking almost a dozen eggs and mixing that up with some fish sauce, salt and pepper to taste. And then you're going to take garlic and um, onions. You're going to mince those up. And then what you do is you're going to cook the onions and the garlic, set that aside. And then you're going to slice up your eggplant and then you're going to take your eggs, mix them all up in a bowl. You're going to dredge. You're going to do one eggplant at a time. Coat your pan, dredge that thin slice of eggplant with the egg mixture, then you're going to put it in the pan, let it start to cook and get crispy on one side. Then you're going to take about a half cup of that egg mixture and pour it on the eggplant. And once it gets starts to get crispy, then you're going to flip it until it's cooked on the other side. Then you set it aside and repeat. So you finish with your eggplants. I will have this recipe up on my site. Uh, in addition, then from there, what you'll do is you're going to make a, a 
yummy salsa, which the seasonally here in many places, the tomatoes are still growing. So you can take the tomatoes you have with cucumbers, dice them up, a, a red onion, and I put in some cilantro and a jalapeno, a little fish sauce, lemon juice, salt, pepper, cut it all up, chop it up and make it into a salsa. Uh, and then from there, you'll take these two and just uh, rice is a staple in the Philippines. So you're going to take a couple cups of cooked rice and you're going to put that on the plate. You're going to have your eggplant omelet and cover it up with the the salsa and enjoy. And you could add some additional uh, another great thing to help our stomach in the fall, the seasonal transition is fermented foods. So pickled foods are great. Um, we can bring in Korea and put in some kimchi, some chili sauce. Any of that stuff will help with the process of digestion. So the next recipe that where we can get our blueberries in uh, and yams, again, helping with our stomach and our uh, let's see, how can I say it? Just your digestions in general. Uh, also with your spleen. So from there, what you'll do is ahead of time, roast a yam. You're going to put that in the freezer. You're going to put fresh blueberries in the freezer, fresh pineapple sliced up in the freezer and banana. If you want, you can leave the skin on the banana. It's good for you. <laughs> I've tested it out and now, um, yeah, it's good for you. So you can take, you know, your older ripe bananas, put it in the freezer, slice off the ends, and then you can mix it all up. So all you're going to do, we're going to make a nice uh, frozen dessert that you can have ready. You're going to take one roast yam, a cup of frozen blueberries, a half cup pineapple, one frozen banana, a quarter cup dried uh, coconut flakes. You're going to blend those all up. And then from there, what you'll do is you're going to stir in a tablespoon of honey, an eighth cup of cacao nibs, if you so do wish, and then you'll put it in equal bowls and put it back in the freezer, cover it till it's ready. Or if you have a, a type of ice cream container that you want to seal it in, you can do that and save it for later, or you could repurpose one. Sometimes there's those fancy ones at the store, and then you serve it up in a bowl. If it's not already in the bowl, add a little fresh mint, uh, whipped coconut cream, and voila, you have a beautiful dessert and you're getting your seasonal colors that are available. The other thing that's really grounding that the Filipino culture participates in is karaoke. And it's one of the most beautiful things to see uh, because the harmonics, there's so many gemstones in the earth there. Uh, art and the song are really powerful. They're just this really beautiful thing that unfolds there. So that's another way to bring yourself in calm, slow down, take some time to sing, eat a nice meal with family. An Ayurvedic uh, tradition that helps after eating and can help this time of year is to, to uh, take a walk after you eat or take a walking devi deviation. And you can bring in uh, Qigong practice with that is that mindfully stepping with each step as if you're kissing the earth and really just practice with your breath and being in harmony with the earth, not being in a rush because there's a lot of energies that come up at this time of year. And if you can hold off, that's super helpful. So the other uh, thing that I wanted to shout out, I put a couple uh, 
cookbooks on here because I feel it's helpful if you're interested in cooking. Uh, one that I have is the Philippine Cuisine, and the link is below. Uh, I love this cookbook. It has a lot of the different regions. It explains where uh, what regions the recipes are from, and you can see some of the history with it, too, and try them out. Uh, one other one I have not tr tried it myself, this cookbook, but it's Amboy Recipes, Filipino American Dream. And he is from here in Los Angeles, and he has a famous uh, The Burger Show on First We Feast on YouTube channel. So I've linked that below. I, I will also link one of his videos once I put it up on my page. So you can check out his cookbook, maybe check out his YouTube channel and see if that's of interest to you. And the reason I, I mean, I put recipes on my website, but I have a whole library of cookbooks. It's so valuable because I, I really don't cook from cookbooks. I more get inspired. Maybe I want to look into something and work from those inspirations and create whatever's on the top of my mind in a moment. Uh, yeah, it's also fun. And I've done this many times over is get a group of people together, whether I'm teaching the class or cooking with friends, we cook from a region so we can learn about the region and have a big fe feast this way. If you're curious about Filipino food and you're not from the Philippines and you want to try it out, look in your local major cities. The Filipino cu culture is the most migrated culture in the world. So guarantee almost anywhere in the world you can find a Filipino restaurant. Um, the uh, Tagalog Takeover is one restaurant that I uh, put on here. You'll see Chef Stacy. And you'll see her food local here to Los Angeles region. And then uh, there is the big boy Filipino comfort food. And this looks really yummy too. <laughs> Might have to go out and try these things later on today. Uh, but that gives you a chance to go. There's also a video going to be linked. So please check back on my website at SuzanneToro.com to see the bonus ads that are added outside of this broadcast. So when you go and experience these foods, I encourage you to have things you're not familiar with just to see the taste, the flavors, how it meets you. You can learn so much about the agricultural system, people by trying foods from different parts of the world. This will also give you a sense of understanding that one size does not fit all because only certain plants grow in certain parts of the world. However, we're blessed that we can do this right now and experiment and see and learn from one another. And sometimes this can seed inspiration. For example, um, basil uh, only grows so well during the summer months here, even in Southern California, it wouldn't grow in cold weather. Um, sometimes you can keep it growing year round in the kitchen. Uh, so with that, you can use other things to make like a pesto in the winter months, like your carrot tops. Uh, and that's why it's fun to taste other foods. It might inspire ways that you can substitute without having to import foods and see what's available locally to, to make the taste. Even one time I was in Greece and they didn't have like sour cream. So they were making an equivalent with a yogurt there. 
so there's so many things that get learn we can learn about from each other and then get inspirations and have fun with it. So as inspired, check out the links below. Uh, remember, if you can, take time to ground, slow down, ease into your new fall and uh, end of winter and summer schedule and give yourself that space, especially this is a great time to cleanse uh, either towards the end of this late summer or the beginning of fall. It's a great time just to slow down and get yourself set right, especially if you haven't uh, cleansed since the spring. Ideally, we would uh, do a little cleanse and rebooting each season so that you can stay in harmony and proactive well-being. So until next time, this is Suzanne signing out with a full heart, a soft gaze, a deep bow, and a namaste. Be simply. And once again, I want to thank you all for being here. We are going to sign out with a little Kadri Scott. Be aware and take a moment just to be in a repose, just to stop what you're doing and take an evaluation how you can ground down in your life. She needs
the bliss of ignorance, you can find yourself.